0: Welcome to the choir room. There's always room for you if you're a fan of Glee. Then you're a friend of me. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! welcome back to the choir room it's holiday season well not really because it's the middle of june but depending on when you're listening to this i don't know i mean it's it's almost july so you can do a little christmas in july listening party or you can just throw this podcast back on when it is in the middle of the holiday season and get your freaking glee holiday cheer on with me and of course my lovely co-host Matt, how are you? How are you feeling this Christmas?
1: Oh, yeah. yes! Yeah, so happy to be back here talking about a Glee Christmas episode. Couldn't be happier.
0: Bah, humbugs! to you too, Matt. <laughs> Come
1: on. I want to get to regionals already. <laughs> I want to get to nationals. I want to get to, I don't know, season four, episode four.
0: Yeah, that is a very, very strong episode that we're just you know yeah that that the entire purpose of this podcast was just to be able to talk about that episode and now we have to do all the work to get there. But yeah. I um <laughs> I okay so I you guys know I love the Christmas episodes I love Christmas I'm a big Christmas fan I'm a Christmas stan. This might be a controversial thing to say. I think that this might be one of the weaker Christmas episodes. Don't get me wrong. I really like what they did here with the whole Christmas special and the whole black and white thing. I think it was a, you know, pretty cool way to, you know, get a bunch of just jam a bunch of Christmas cheer and in songs into the episode. But plot wise, it left me wanting. I understand that not every holiday special is going to push the plot forward. But I think that the other Christmas specials at least attempt And this one to me seemed like a bit of a stall and the Christmas special that the Glee kids performed in seemed to just go on a bit too long for me. And I know this is kind of crazy coming from me because you would think that I'd be all in on it. And I am. I'm still in on it. I'm just saying if I had to split hairs here, I feel like it's just a little bit on the weaker end. I don't know how you feel, Matt. I think you might just be like, fuck all the Christmas specials. They're all on the weekend.
1: (laughs) Let's go into some director, uh, directorial comments, which I guess let me jump in there to say this is uh, if anybody doesn't know, this was Matthew Morrison's directorial debut uh, mm. for uh, the, show. He was the first episode ever directing. And uh, I wonder if he ever got asked to do it again. <laughs> so, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I if I could make any comments. Uh, For the editing pacing of the episode, I would have had them split it up a little bit just in the same way that they did the auditions and I wanted those to not be four songs in a row. Uh, We could have we could have had this this special that they were filming be split up throughout like two or three different segments at the end of it we're going to see you know Quinn and Sam were not a part of this special because they went elsewhere we could have seen a little bit of them you know while this was going on to just kind of cut in and out and just kind of not keep everything all together to the point where because I enjoy the middle part of the episode which you know we will get into when we get there but um it's just I think both of us felt like you know it did go a little bit too long and maybe if they cut it up I would have been happier
0: yeah i i was left wanting for the sam and rory thing that's a good point i also just feel like i wanted it to be a little bit less produced and by that i mean i wanted to see a bit more of like the christmas special coming to life a bit more like i wanted to I, it would have been really mm-hmm. cool to see the glee kids like on the tv set and like how some of them are off stage for a second and then they go on like i would just would have liked yeah. to see more of the production of it all. I that that would have been that would have lent to a lot more character moments and comedy and maybe even a little bit of drama you know what i mean they the glee club just got back together you know what i mean so things should still be a little a little rocky and essentially they gave rachel like almost every damn song in this episode i'm like this was the problem initially guys <laughs> like even in the name of christmas this is still bad <laughs> <laughs>
1: they have they have Artie and they have Britney and Santana and all these characters that are not in the special for the first half, if not the first three quarters of it, and you could have easily used all three of them to give reactions off-screen like off screen of, like, you know, you see what's going on, and then you see Rachel being, like, the most extra out of anybody up there, and you cut over to Artie being like, oh she's so annoying. You cut over to Santana being like, I really have to sit through this. Or you cover, cut over to Brittany, who's like, I'm so much better than her, why am I not on the stage? Uh, they, they could have done, you know, just to spice it up a little bit, but they I guess we're going for this. Let's show the entire show, and I uh, I don't know. I don't know how well received it was at the time. I I remember. I mean, I personally just don't love the holiday episodes as much anyway. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: It says if I'm looking on the Wikipedia page now. It says critics were polarized in the reactions to this episode, though most seem to agree that it was as the Washington Post Jen Cheney put it heavy on holiday music and exceedingly light on plot. Raymond Flandes of Wall Street Journal called it a jumbled mess and Buddy TV's John Kubicek or Kubicek a total mess but the latter also characterized it as absurdly entertaining. So it's, you know, you either loved it or you hated it. And I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, I loved it because it's Christmas, but I also am able to, like, step outside of that and be like, eh, this is kind of, eh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, of course, these episodes come out specifically around the Christmas time. You know, that's that's done on purpose, I would say. That's sarcasm. Um, it is, you know, at the time that it came out, I'm sure, you know, it's a Christmas episode. I would have enjoyed it. But like going back in on the Glee watch, that's what I'm saying at the beginning. Like, I just want to keep going. I don't want to, you know, take a stop here for Christmas on. Uh, what, what's today? June something. It's like 82 <laughs> degrees out and Christmas is just not top of mind. But maybe that's our fault.
0: It's almost here, it's almost here, almost six months Almost. Away. <laughs> I love Christmas. All right, well, without, without further ado, let's just get on into it. We're going to open this episode up with the Glee kids decorating their choir room, and uh, they are decorating their tree as well, and this is Mercedes' debut with All I Want for Christmas Is You, the contemporary Christmas classic by one Mariah Carey and... Amber Riley, of course, kills this cover.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they somehow did not have this song because uh, I don't. Th- I think for the most part they don't reuse any Christmas songs across the three Christmas episodes that they do. Three slash four. I think it's three. There's um, five. Five Christmas episodes. No, there's four. Yeah, yeah I was four. like, no way, it's five. It, Two, was, three, it was. at least four three and five. F-
0: four. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah i was surprised that they hadn't used this one already but i mean they do you know spread them out a little bit and use them all throughout the different episodes. Uh, Yeah, Mercedes definitely kills this one. Everybody's just decorating the tree. Um, Again, same as last Christmas episode. I love the outfits that they put everybody in. All the kids look all joyous and festive. And even like the Cheerio outfits have like a little, you know, I think maybe it's just a Santa hat, but everybody has a little something to make them look like they're in the holiday spirit. And, uh, you know, of course, this is going to end a Mercedes. How disrespectful that this Mercedes beautiful solo ends with a Finn and Rachel kiss.
0: I know. I was so upset about that. (laughs) Like, come on. Like, Unreal. Like, where's Shane? Uh, exactly. Where is Shane? Because she's where definitely... Is Shane? Mercedes is being just a little flirty with Sam during this performance. You know, nothing nothing too bad. But, like, I'm like, you do have a boyfriend. Come on now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't seen him since he got the scholarship. I don't know if he already left or what, but I know, me, uh, he, we're looking for him.
0: It's not like we're missing him. He's kind of too hard to miss. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, they're uh, decorating and... As Matt says, it all ends up in a kiss between Finn and Rachel and speaking of Finn and Rachel, Rachel is once again up to her antics. She's going to approach Finn in the in the hallway later on with a list of gift ideas. I think it's about a list of like 5 or 15 things and she says that she can he can pick out like 5 of them. And Finn is confused because he thought that they were like going to like take it a little easier this Christmas and not, you know, be too gift heavy. Um, but you know, Rachel's like, no, I, I, I really, my Niada audition is coming up soon and I would really appreciate it if I had some sort of piece of jewelry as a good luck charm, just to feel good about my performance. Um, and Finn is freaking out, you know, earlier because he has no idea what to get Rachel for Christmas and Kurt is going to overhear him talking to the rest of the guys in the locker room. And then of course she's going to go ahead and tell Rachel, Rachel's going to go, <laughs> come to Finn, Uh, she's going to he's going to ask, like, who told you? He he says he asked, was it Kurt? She says, no. Kurt walks by, says yes. (laughs) So, yeah, so Finn is in a really weird spot here because she's asking for teeth whitening, a spray tan, uh, jewelry, earrings, necklace, everything, all of it. And so he's slowly realizing that he is dating a Kardashian (laughs) in his mind.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, just take everything that Aman just said and like turn it up to like a 30 on like imagine how annoying Rachel is being here. Like, it's just incredible that Rachel Berry could be this obnoxious. It's like, you know that Rachel Berry is this obnoxious, but like maybe because she has been a little bit like calmer and tamer lately like she was just in the rational one in the last episode where her and Quinn were becoming friends again and she was talking sense into her and now here she is like you said back on her bullshit just all over the place Uh, you know just being very Kardashian whatever to to Finn being like you have to pick out five of these gifts and they're all like super expensive like you, don't, you know this boy does not have a job you know he's uh, like freaking out because he doesn't know what he's doing with his future right. Like he well no he, he does have a job he works at the tire shop but like Th- that's not paying him enough for these, these gifts, Rachel. You
0: need to relax. Also, girl, you're Jewish. <laughs> like, you should not be uh, asking for gifts, okay? I thought you were... I mean, I know that there are some Jews that also celebrate Christmas, but it feels like kind of overboard to be asking for five gifts from your high school senior boyfriend who does not have a job. And, like, it. it yeah, Rachel's just being Rachel once again.
1: Yeah, does she... I mean... Did she say last season that she celebrates both? I feel like that's possible. She but made a comment about
0: if, it like saying like yeah, like I even though I'm Jewish, I still, you know, participate mm-hmm. in the in like the 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 you know, the commercial aspects of it all.
1: Well, so that's the thing. Like she could have easily used that, you know, told talking about how she is Jewish and celebrates 8 nights of Hanukkah to say Finn you have to pick 8 of these items. So maybe he gets <laughs> off easy by only having to pick out 5.
0: That's true. It's only 8 days of Hanukkah. You know, 25 so. days of Or there's 12 days of Christmas, depending on, you know, how religious you really are, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Finn's Finn's fucked. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Sue is gonna have a meeting with Wheels, porcelain, and what does he call what does she call him? The other gay. Other gay. <laughs> um, and by uh, you know, also known as Artie, Kurt, and Blaine. She's going to approach them um and say, you know what? Um it's the Christmas time i'm you know sort of trying to turn over a new leaf so i'm willing to forgive all of you for screwing over the american songbook and you know causing me to lose a statewide election like i'm, I'm over it it's a holiday season i forgive you and in the spirit of christmas i would really appreciate it if you guys would come on down to the homeless shelter that i'm going to volunteer at this year and sing some christmas music and the boys are confused because they've heard Sue Sylvester on multiple occasions talk about how she doesn't really believe in homelessness. She refers to homeless people as urban campers. So they're like, are you Sue Sylvester? Like, you're you're going to a homeless shelter to to, to volunteer. Like, you. Um, mm-hmm. And Sue is like, you know what? Let me just cut the crap. Honestly, this is the first Christmas that I'm going to have to spend without my sister. And honestly, I'm just trying to find a way to to keep busy. So if you all would just... Help me out with this. I just want to do something good for the for some kids and you know for the holiday season. And uh, they all say yes. I'm I'm wondering why she decides to meet with these three in particular.
1: Um. Well, I think Kurt is the most sympathetic towards her and her situation. Finn was as well, you know, last season. But he's I guess pretty wrapped up in the Rachel world right now. Blaine is you know the plus one to Kurt, and uh, Wheels is uh, I don't know what brings him here. Um, maybe. She thinks that he is somebody who understands people needing help. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe just yeah. you know, thinking back to the artist wheelchair a couple episodes ago like, about how yeah about how he feels like he can never be self sufficient because of uh, being in the chair. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that has some part of it, or maybe she just uh, hand picked
0: out three. I have no idea.
1: But yeah, maybe I, mean, I, I guess it, it was just
0: like sloppy writing because they needed him to be the one to turn her down later on. That's
1: yeah. No, that might well definitely yeah. So yeah. uh, there's that, uh, but yeah, you you feel sad here, of course, because we do get the reminder for the first time since last season about uh, Sue not having her sister around anymore. And, you know, she's just she's being very straight up about it. She's like, I just need some kind of distraction, something to keep me busy. And it's not like she's out here this time saying, like, I want to, uh, you know, ruin Coach Beast's holiday and, you know, make sure her man is like, you know, like putting on a Santa suit and showing up at at Coach Beast's holiday party, which is like usually what you would expect Sue to be doing around Christmas time right now. She's like, I want to go help at the homeless shelter. And they're like. Okay, yeah, uh... <laughs> and then, you know, we'll get into later why this might not be a possibility. So it's a strange ch- a strange uh, change of direction for Sue th- this holiday season.
0: Yeah, I honestly feel like they didn't know what to do with her character this time around, you know? Like, they had her dress up as the Grinch and fuck up, fuck up everything last year, and now this year it just sort of seemed like they just relegated her to a sympathetic plotline, which was fine, I just... We don't give it enough of her this episode for me to really be invested in the... Well, we'll talk about it. But anyway. Um, yeah. So in the choir room, everybody's, you know, admiring the tree and everything. They're about to start rehearsing. And Finn says that Rory has something to say. Rory gets up and says, you know, I, I really am sort of like melancholy this time of year. My mom was supposed to come over and visit, but the plane tickets are really, really expensive. So I'm sort of just going to be alone this Christmas And I kind of just wanted to dedicate this song to being alone, essentially. And so he sings Blue Christmas. Uh, He sounds great. I I, I like the performance from Mori. It's... It's, yeah. All of the yeah. songs are like this, though. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> They're all so sad. And uh, I mean, even Santana is going to flag up at the end of this. That was the most depressing song I've ever heard. I feel like I am dead. Um, yeah, it's it's sad. But I mean, he he shines on these songs. So he it's like not the most exciting. And I feel like I'm never going to pick a Rory song where he's, you know, depressing the whole world as my favorite of the episode. But like, I appreciate it. And if I was into, you know, a sad Christmas song come this December, maybe I'll turn this one on.
0: I'm glad that he's adding to your Christmas repertoire Maybe Um, (laughs) Rachel thinks that they should be focusing more on the pageant aspect of Christmas You know, to uplift us since everybody is The Glee Club is back together and everything And Tina agrees, saying that last year Sue screwed everything up Kurt wasn't even here And then already got a magic pair of legs that broke the next day So we should really try and make this year better And we Which we
1: have to we have to flag that up because uh, a lot of people probably were wondering at the time already got these new legs that were supposed to be working. And in the very next episode, he was back in his his wheelchair as if he never had that at all.
0: Yep. Rewalk.
1: So at least, you know, we're finally getting some mention here about what actually happened to those magic legs that were, I mean, they were, again, they were a real invention. Uh, that yeah. They had brought over and they should have worked, but apparently they broke the next day. So. I hope Coach
0: Beast got some money back for that shit because I feel like that's an expensive piece of equipment like that should not break the next day. Like, that's false. You would think right so, there. yeah. She was probably pissed as fuck because she didn't want to tell anybody that it was her, but so she's sitting there seeking in silence. Like, they just wasted my money. Like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> those damn glee kids maybe sue was right
0: (laughs) so uh will is gonna come in or mr shoe i always call him will when he's speaking to adults and i call him mr shoe when he's speaking to the kids mr i just call him whatever
1: whatever i feel like
0: (laughs) mr shoe is gonna come in here and let them know that he has some good news it turns out that uh a pbs affiliate has reached out to him for the glee club's assistance because apparently their usual um annual uh christmas special of the Yuletide log burning got canceled, which I guess Puck was upset about this because he's like, what the hell? <laughs> like What the hell? This is her- this is horrible. Um, <laughs> and he says that PBS affiliate reached out to him and said, you know, I would like for your Glee Club to, you know, maybe put on a show. He also says that he nominated Ari to direct because the affiliate saw their production of West Side Story, got inspired and thought they'd be the perfect people to, to put a show on. So this is really, really exciting mm-hmm. for the Glee Kids.
1: How exciting. And uh, Artie says he swore that he would never sell out and do television. And everybody looks around like, what did he just say? (laughs) Which is some fourth wall breaking here, I I have to assume, as uh, all of them are former bro not all of them but a lot of them are former broadway stars and actors and singers and dancers that are on a television show here so (laughs) but um uh but yeah so happy that they're you know Artie's gonna get a chance to flex his directorial muscles again and uh and get back in there because west side story was such a success for the one episode that we saw it for so (laughs) let's keep it let's
0: keep it moving hey it ran for one whole weekend okay smash success so yeah, Art, we don't know if Artie's gonna want to direct it, but this is really cool. I hope they're not getting paid though, because haven't we already been through this, the last time? Like, y'all definitely no, it, yeah, got mattresses and almost lost your spot at sectionals mm-hmm. or whatever. So, you know, they have to have learned. Um. So yeah, that's 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 on the docket for the Glee Club. Sam is gonna come over to Rory and help him pick up some books that just fell out of his locker. He's gonna, you know, say he's gonna, he has a few. Locker stacking tips that he could use, which I didn't think that, you know, stacking books in your locker was rocket science, but I guess there's a technique to it. He sees the picture of Rory's family um, on the inside, and they get to talking about their plans for Christmas. Rory says that Brittany's family is visiting gay Santa, something about Santa Fe. Um, and so he's going to be a little bit lonely this time of year. And Sam says, you know, why don't you come with me and spend some time with me and my family for Christmas? I'm going to need some help. I'm staying awake as I drive back to Kentucky, and I can show you how Christmas is done in the USA. And uh, Rory's going to take him up on that offer. So I'm not really sure when Rory and Sam got close, but they are you getting there, I guess.
1: Sam, yeah, Sam, I think just needed a friend. He sees that Rory is this new kid that doesn't seem to have, you know, the best best friends locked in. And, you know, might as well be nice to him. He knows what it's like to, you know, be feeling like he has nobody around. That's what he's saying here. He's like, my family's not here either. So both of us have this situation. Let's link up here. And I mean, Sam and Rory definitely stand these two. Like, when you look at the New Directions, like, bromances, what are the options? Uh, Finn and Puck? No. Uh, Artie and... No? No. Yeah. I There's think we're Sam just... And uh,
0: well, not yet, but...
1: Not yet. Not yet. So this is... Uh, for now, this is going to be the one that leads the way for me of uh, New Directions bromances. What the hell is Britney's family doing that they are not bringing their foreign exchange student with them?
0: Yeah, that's fucked. It's like, y'all knew he was gonna be here. Like, you didn't just... Sign up for a foreign exchange student program and then forget about your holiday plans. Like, that was that's kind of screwed up.
1: It's like super messed up. They, uh you know, you're supposed to, they're Maybe supposed didn't to be like part of go, your family.
0: But then he would have just said that. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, yeah that's he like, would have said that. I feel like that shouldn't be allowed. I feel like that's probably like against policy. I would have to imagine that you're supposed to take care of your foreign exchange student and at like all they're time. also
1: leaving. And leaving him the house to himself for this extended period of time, that just doesn't seem like a good decision. But then again, it is Britney's family. So uh, I'll take it, you know, a little uh, with a grain of salt or or whatever you'd say. So uh, Rory, at least, is going to have some company and him and Sam can go off together, spend holiday at the Evans house. And this, again, a standable duo.
0: Did you ever have a foreign exchange student in your uh, in your school?
1: I think you were gonna say in my house. I was like, I feel like you would have known that by now. <laughs> that would have come up. Um yeah, no, we had we had a couple. It was uh mostly mostly so, uh, like two or three girls that I remember that uh where were don't they remember from where they were from, but oh, I don't remember. Boring. But they were they were all uh, into theater, so we were friends with them. Like they were part of like our corner of the school.
0: That's awesome. I had yeah. I remember one. I know that we had a few as well. I remember one kid, my sophomore year of high school, he was from Lithuania. And he was like, I had the friend group that I had, I had like two girls in it at the time. And he used to like sit with us at lunch. And then all of a sudden he started hanging out with the seniors because I guess somebody like fucked up his paperwork. So they had him down as a sophomore with us. So he was spending a lot of time with us. But then they bumped him up to a junior once they realized that they had screwed up the paperwork. And so we started hanging out with the juniors. And the two girls that I was friends with, they were so pissed off about it. (laughs) (laughs) they were like how could he just leave us in the dust like this I'm like the poor kid's just trying to make friends like let him be but anyway we're going to see the PBS affiliate and Artie speaking in the hallway Uh, he's going to talk about how he's so excited that a disabled kid in a wheelchair is going to be directing their special I guess it's for the clout I don't know Um, he's going to call him a young young, tiny Tim and then apologize immediately once he realizes that tiny Tim could actually walk Artie's like I'm just going to skate right on past that I had a dream last night, Chewbacca came to me, and then it it came to me, the idea of having a Christmas special that pays homage to the best Christmas special of all time, the Star Wars Christmas special, and so he gives him, like, pretty much the rundown of what he wants to do, and uh, the guy's like, look, as long as you can produce it for under 800 bucks, I am good, which I feel like is physically impossible to do that (laughs) on television, but, I mean, it's PBS, so... Maybe not. Yeah, he
1: wants it to be Star Wars, and he also wants it to be black and white, just like the Judy Garland Christmas special, which um, I have no familiarity with.
0: I've seen clips of it. I've never seen the entire thing.
1: But I've never seen it. Sorry. Uh, the, but at least Artie is going to, you know, pay tribute to it. And now I'll know just what it's like from the Glee cast perspective. This uh, Star Wars mixed with uh, Judy Garland.
0: I think, you know, Artie definitely has vision. That's for sure. Like, he has a point of view. Like, he definitely has directing chops. And we see them a lot in this episode Next up, Rachel was going to go ahead and audition For a spot in Artie's directorial debut A very extravagant and expensive audition With That she brought up those trees again I guess the AV club made more snow She got some rocks out there Brett's over there tickling the ivories And she is singing Joni Mitchell's River Have you seen the Ryan Murphy show uh, The Politician on Netflix? I have, yes Whose version of the river do you like better? Do you like Leah Michelle's or do you like Ben Platt's? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I
1: remember the, like the show, but I don't. I, I don't know the song. He
0: sang the song. Like he sang the song at like a little m- memorial service for his love interest, the guy that killed himself. I forget his name.
1: I mean, if I knew this song, I probably would have remembered it, but I don't. So I, I don't. I'm
0: sorry. <sighs> I was like half expecting you not to have watched The Politician. So when you watch The Politician, I was like, oh, okay, so who do you like? Yeah, so I got halfway there.
1: I watch Ben Platt projects.
0: Uh, all right. Well, there goes that question. Um, well, we can probably... I like
1: the Ben Platt version more because Rachel's annoying.
0: But, uh, I think Artie would probably agree with you because he's going to ask Rachel to come on over once she's done singing. And Rachel makes a comment about, oh, I know my ear's a little naked, but you know, I'm just waiting for a little gift from somebody to... Really sparkle and catch the light. So what's up? And he says, It's about your song. It makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> and she's like, Um, I'm sorry, Joni Mitchell is emotional. She's not depressing. But in Artie's vision, that's not it's not what he wants to go for. He wants everything to be happy. He wants happy, happy, happy. He wants to sell this image of a perfect Christmas. We begin in the Swiss Alps, in the village of Gestad, in the perfectly appointed living room of Kurt Hummel and Blaine Anderson's Shink Soile. The tree towering and opulent, the fireplace draped in garlands, the stockings bejeweled, curt and blaine. The perfect hosts have invited their friends to drop in for an evening of Noel coward esque banter and fun, happy, cheer filled songs. And yeah, <laughs> and Rachel's upset because she feels like she's not invited. But he's like, if you don't choose, if you choose a better song, you can be invited. And he went, he also talks about how they're going to be singing Frosty the Snowman or reading the book and everything. And Sam makes the comment that Frosty actually isn't a really happy story. He melts and he dies, and or he's like not in my vision. He does not melt. He is forevermore. <laughs> and
1: yeah, they're like he's like. So what happens? What happens in your vision? He's like, uh, <laughs> he he's just um. I'll get there.
0: He gets. We put him in the freezer. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, poor Rory is like the poor Rory was the one that's supposed to be this health uh, elf. Health, he- hello, Rory is the one that's supposed to be this house elf named Itchy, and uh, he is the one who's supposed to be uh, reciting Frosty the Snowman during the party. But now he's like torn because he's getting these directorial debut. Uh, da- Why can't I talk? He's getting these directorial notes from Artie, and he's also getting you know kind of pushback from his new best friend Sam, who doesn't really like this idea.
0: Yeah, Sam is like, what's wrong with, you know, talking about sadness during Christmas? A lot of people actually are sad. And a lot of people don't have families. A lot of people go through rough times and don't have money to do the, all this shit. And Artie's like, well, not in my Christmas. Not my Christmas special. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Sam was like, you know what? I just something that I can – I don't want to be a part of this this year. Like, you guys have fun, but I think I'm going to go and try and give back and go to the Salvation Army and ring some bells. And he invites Rory along with him, but Rory – similarly to the story that I just talked about with the foreign exchange student at my school sort of didn't want to ruffle too many feathers and wanted to just appease as most, most people as possible. And so he said, you know what? I think I'm going to stick with learning my lines and Sam will, sorry, Sam, I'm going to say here and (laughs) redo my lines. That's terrible. It started out kind of good. I was like, Oh, Oh, okay.
1: Oh, Um, right, then I, <laughs> I'll just cut out the end no I'm just kidding uh, Rory and Sam um, again still standing but uh, it's like they just got together we're already gonna break them into two different paths come on
0: Yeah. so uh, I guess Sam's gonna go ring some bells alone
1: yeah uh, Sam Sam can ring his bells anytime that he wants to ring his bells uh, we don't need to you know know every time he does but then again maybe we
0: do yeah <laughs> Rachel and Finn are gonna talk later on Rachel's like, I need to get a song in this special. I'm getting it if it's the last thing that I do. By the way, something that would really help me with my audition is, you know, or something that would really look good on TV would be if I had something to, you know, sort of like sparkle in the glow. Maybe something, one of your generous gifts, maybe a little, you know, sparkle or bling. Um, Finn catches the hands, like, oh, you, you want your gift now? So he pulls out an envelope and Rachel's like, okay, usually comes in a box, but that's fine. Opens it up, picture of a pig. Uh, and Rachel comedically is going to continue to look in the envelope as if there's anything in there Finn explains to her, well, it's an African sow pig You buy one and then you uh, donate a bunch of money and then they fatten it up And then it can feed an entire family for like a month And she's like, wait, you gave me a dead, peg, dead pig for Christmas? And she's like, well, i it's an African sow pig And she's like, look, I gave you a list I gave you this list because I did not want you to embarrass yourself like this. I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but I don't do th- I don't want this, and all I want is what's coming to me. I'm not asking for much, but Rachel, yes, you are. You asked for five gifts. She's
1: so annoying like first Very of annoying. all, it's like it's not just her being annoying at this point. it's like Finn also being entirely like dumb. What are you getting yeah. her for Christmas? Like, she just gave you a whole list. Either don't get her anything at all and say you couldn't afford it or get her a card or get her I don't know, find some jewelry from uh, from from Carol, find something. Like, I don't know. This is just what what is the, what is happening here? What is it? What is the point of this? Like any part of this episode that could be like redeemed? Not okay, no, that's harsh because again, I don't hate the other part, but like just having this be like the main storyline aside from the Christmas special, I'm just like this is so not
0: eh, just go away. Yeah. Right Rachel and finn both of you yeah this is just it's it's too much rachel in this episode it really is like after-
1: snotty little white girl who wants all of her presents, and uh you know the boy is just being dumb she wants and making it even worse because he's not getting her any you know or he's not controlling this in any way of like telling her i can't do it he's just gonna go get her a pig and then it just makes her more obnoxious like what what, what pig what
0: yeah <laughs> it's weird Rachel's going to continue to uh, be the star of this episode as she invites Blaine in on the next audition for the Christmas special. I guess she figured if if Blaine is the (laughs) the one that's going to be hosting this party, if I sing with him, that'll get me a spot. Um, So the two of them are going to sing Extraordinary Merry Christmas in the choir room. And uh, I don't particularly care for this song. A lot of contemporary Christmas songs... Give you like a regular ass pop beat, and then they put some jingle bells over it, and then voila, Christmas. And I'm like, this is not. I don't feel cheerful. I don't get reminded of Christmas. I don't smell pine in the air when I hear this song. It's just, it sounds shitty to me. I don't know. <laughs> Am I being too harsh? Oh, well, you're not gonna. You're not gonna say yes. You don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with the song in the first place. Like out of the, you know, Christmas uh, catalog. Like, this isn't one that I hear all the time. So, it's like the Blaine and Rachel cover is like the most exposure I feel like I have to it because if it ever came up around the holiday time, you know, maybe stop and listen to it. But, uh, I don't know. It's it's not I, I don't think I dislike it as much as it sounds like you do. It's fun, you know, Brittany and Santana get up and start dancing along with it and uh, it's funny to watch in this, uh, like, small redeeming things of Rachel in this episode. Like, she's going up to Artie and, like, getting very very close to him and being like smiley and like look see cheery songs see I'm taking your advice like put me in the show and uh, yeah at the end of this it it all works out because Artie is happy to her uh, I love how serious she looks
0: as soon as she's done speaking she's like okay Artie what what, what, what's what's the verdict
1: (laughs) what do you think (laughs)
0: Um, Artie loves it he calls it gold and he can already see a bunch of Cheerios dancing all around them and Rachel's like well that's fine as long as they don't upstage us um and so they're about to continue rehearsing for the show when sue is going to come into the choir room and it's like oh my goodness look at you do gooders just hard at work Artie's going to say like look we're in the middle of rehearsal and sue's like i don't want to take too much of your time i just wanted to confirm that you guys are in for the homeless shelter and Artie's just like actually if it's on friday then we can't because we have this special and sue's like wait no you already told me that you were in on this and Artie's like, "Look, well, this is a really big opportunity for us. We can be on TV." And Santana snarkingly makes the remark, "Oh, well, the homeless are going to be homeless for a while. I mean, they're, that's the point. So why can't we? Just <laughs> that's do the it point another, of them. <laughs> why can't we just do it another day?" And she so was like, "We already, I already promised this to them. Like, you don't want to disappoint these kids." And Artie and Rachel are pretty much like, oh, we we can just, we can still give them cheer. Like, they could just watch us on TV." She was like, "They don't have TVs."
1: these kids are, these kids are something. It's, it's such a strange dynamic. And I think I like the fact that, um, that Sue is, you know, taking a different approach this Christmas time. Like, we already saw Sue the Grinch, and like you could do that again. And I don't remember if they do again in the other uh, specials. I don't have the greatest memory of them, but uh, I, you know, I like the fact that they went a different direction. You would have expected it to be the exact same as last year, but it's funny this year to see. Not funny. It's it's interesting that everybody else is so focused on like the you know the job opportunity that Christmas is giving them, and Sue is the only one out here. Like maybe we should you know focus on people who need help. It's like what show am I
0: watching? It's crazy. It's a it's a really it's a really uh, big role reversal here. And now that you said that uh, Matthew Morrison is directing, I can kind of like see it now because he's so like absent. <laughs> like, where is he? Yeah. Like, why, why are the Glee kids in the choir room without him? <laughs> like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's in a couple of scenes, but like really not much at all. A little busy. He's still in the room, just behind the camera. But we do see Quinn look like feel bad. So, and then the next thing you know. As they're opening up the Christmas special and they give the uh the opening credits, Quinn is nowhere to be found. So I guess Quinn's words or um Sue's words they get to Quinn because she ends up not participating in the Christmas special. So I don't know what kind of part she had. I don't know if she had to be written out or anything, but she is not there, honey. She is gone.
1: Live from Lima, Ohio, it's the Glee Holiday Christmas spectacular, starring Rachel Berry, Finn Hudson, and Noah Puckerman, Kurt Hummel and Blaine Anderson, Mike Chang, and Tina Cohen Chang. No relation. Featuring Mercedes Jones and Rory Flanagan with special guests, Santana, Brittany S. Pierce, and the Cheerios. The Glee Holiday Spectacular is directed by Artie Abrams. Tonight's special is brought to you by Breadsticks, now with even more Breadsticks.
0: Sexy. You should really go into a career of announcing things.
1: Previously on Big Brother.
0: (laughs) I would love to be the guy that does that shit. It sounds so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's got job security for life. Yeah, pretty much. Um... Side, now, do you know that a lot of people, like, he always comes to, like, the rap parties and people just ask him to say things all night long? Like, yeah. You probably get so annoyed. <laughs> anyway, um, so the show's going to open up. It's in uh, Kurt and Blaine's little holiday getaway in the Swiss Alps. Uh, and they are going to open up the show here with their rendition of Let it, Snow, Let it Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, which I feel like went on too fucking long, okay? It was cute as a nice little opener, but I felt like we didn't need the entire song, like... Now that I read that critique, I'm like, yeah, they're right. Like, they really shoehorned a bunch of Christmas music in here, which is fine because I love Christmas music, but get to the next song. Like, this this kind of mm-hmm. – it was to the point where they were recycling choreography. I was like, come on, like, Matthew, I, I don't know what you're doing here, but <laughs> you're really yeah. raining home.
1: Yeah, I mean, the uh, the first Christmas album, I think, was a pretty big success. And then they expected that the second Christmas album, because, you know, this is not just Christmas music on the television show. Of course, all of this music is going to get released as a album that is going to go to all the fans that want to hear Glee Christmas music. So the album, we can talk about it a little bit later on as well as like, you know, pretty stuffed with a bunch of music. And the songs that were featured on it were, of course, from this episode. So they gave you the whole let it snow. And uh, yeah, like you said, we get it. We get the whole thing.
0: So they're gonna invite us into their home. The audience is sort of like supposed to be a guest as well. So we get brought into the home with them. Um, We learn that or excuse me, Kurt is currently online auditioning, auctioning for some sort of like I forget, but he lost out on the bid because the internet is down. Elizabeth Taylor, that's who it was. And then who should be at the door in just a moment? But Mercedes and Rachel, and they come bearing gifts of course i believe they give kurt a uh, bow tie
1: they get they get blaine a bow tie and i don't know what they got kurt but blaine it's like
0: oh it was the necklace that he wanted it was the necklace that he wanted he wanted the necklace he lost out on the auction but i guess he lost out on the auction to mercedes because mercedes got the necklace for him and they got blaine a pair of candy cane Uh, striped pants and a bow tie with candy canes on it
1: (laughs) yeah and uh, this is you know the entire setup of this just in case anyone's not didn't watch along and uh, you don't remember this quite well it's like the entire Christmas special is them talking to us talking to the audience as you know just in these very dramatic not dramatic like like actory voices, like, yeah. "Hi, I'm Kurt Hummel, one of your hosts this evening. Thank you, uh, thank you for the applause." And this is my best friend and and holiday roommate, Blaine Anderson, and you know just these show it's very showy like voices. nineteen
0: fifties, like very campy, mm-hmm. hawking, like transatlantic type shit going on here.
1: Yeah, like talking to each other as if like we're not there, but like just these very dramatic conversations. Like, oh, oh, come on now, Kurt. You know if our friends get stuck in the snow, they can always hitch a ride on Santa's sleigh.
0: Mm. Oh, you. Oh, you. <laughs> Did he write? Like, who wrote this? Did Artie also write this? I don't this? know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. they, uh, Kurt and Blaine are going to suggest that they do a little, another number because why not? It's a Christmas special. And they then go into My Favorite Things. And Amber Riley yes. sounds amazing on this. I was watching this episode with a couple of friends actually and one of my friends made the comment that amber riley's voice is just so bright she has such a bright timbre to her voice and i definitely think it comes across in this number so she just sounds divine i love it yeah she's uh do we want to
1: rank the performers in this in this number mercedes number one
0: let's do it yeah
1: mercedes number one mercedes number one i would put rachel number two yes
0: yes then blaine and then then honestly
1: Kurt. kurt then blaine (gasps) <gasps> you want Kurt third. Hmm. I didn't think Blaine fit this number very well, which is
0: I don't ah, know if a hot take, but That's fair. That's fair. This is definitely a lot more in the other three's wheelhouse. More so, Rachel than if it, more than anybody else. But yeah. <laughs> I just love the end of the number I mean, when they all grab hands and <laughs> <laughs> on the last note and fucking Rachel was like squeezing Mercedes in Kurt's hands like they're like, get let go of me <laughs> like
1: Yeah, I mean ever since Rachel came onto this uh this production, she has been very, very over Over the the top top. (laughs) once you know they point out to her that there's an audience and she sees the cameras she's just she gets very like oh my goodness I didn't know you were all there welcome Mm -hmm. to the show we have such great performances lined up for you everything is going to be so fantastic these are a few of my it's like so extra um but that's I mean it's like the extra that Kurt and Blaine were being amped up even more because it's (laughs) Rachel so uh she's she's going all out with these numbers and uh it's like you know at least this is like a scene where she's supposed to be extra so it's like she gets a little bit of a pass for being so annoying here because it's, it's part of the character.
0: See, and this is what, now that we're talking about it, once again, we really need to write our own episode, but I, I really would have appreciated if they showed us a bit more of the tension between Rachel and the rest of the people that just came back. I feel like that would have made this episode so much more entertaining. Like, I'm not saying reopen the wounds because clearly they were trying to get rid of that entire storyline and wrap it up at the end of the last episode where everybody comes back together and sings We Are Young. But I thought that it would have been really, really cool to see them struggle to be a cohesive unit on this Christmas special. That would have been really cool. But
1: whatever. Yeah, just just cut to Santana and Britney backstage waiting for their turn to come on. Yes. Santana says to Britney, Santana says to Britney, eh, nothing's changed. Britney says, "I just want to meet Rory the Elf." Exactly.
0: To exactly. Back to the show. Oh bitch, come on. Can we write this shit? Come on. We can. We'll, we'll set aside a day. Um <laughs> So, they're actually going to go and go to commercial break. So, you know what? I think that we should actually go to commercial break and we will see you right all right and we're back okay so (laughs) Uh,
1: imagine we had a sponsor to put there
0: (laughs) i can record like a little stupid uh fake ad um i can put
1: trouty mouth in there
0: yes please do
1: (laughs) Uh, i can put my cup in there my headband I love it. Yes. So, we yeah, we come back from the break, and it's like, you would think that this, again, I'm, I'll, <laughs> this is the last time I'll say it, but you would think that, like, they would use that opportunity to show us Quinn and Sam and the people that aren't there, but no, we're just going to keep going straight into, the, uh, into going. everything
0: happening here, so whatever. Whatever. Uh, they comment, Blaine's going to comment on how the weather's getting really, really bad, and they don't know if the rest of their friends are going to be able to make it. Mercedes thinks that it's the end times, but laughs it off. <laughs> um, but... Two more guests do end up arriving, and it is Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, otherwise known as Puck, and Finn. I love how they CGI the lightsaber in there, and Finn is so like dorky when he like ignites it. Like, look, I did it right. Did I do it right? Did I hit the mark?
1: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> so I think it's Blaine that makes a comment. He's like, oh, is that uh, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo? And Finn's like, no, it's not. Any resemblance to Star Wars characters is purely <laughs> coincidental. Copyright reasons, you know? wink. Wink.
0: But they already had Chewbacca on there. You might as well just go.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously there's no copyright issues. It's just like, I don't know, like local news station are afraid of getting in trouble. I don't know.
0: Matthew Morrison is is just just a Star Wars fan and he wanted this shit in there. That's what it all comes down uh, to.
1: It's like, this is truly like, the Star Wars might up this a whole half a slushie because it made no sense.
0: (laughs) No, it didn't. It added nothing. Absolutely no sense. But, um, pin. Pin. Puck and Finn are gonna end up getting a number here. They're gonna sing "Santa Claus is coming to town."
1: Yes, and "Santa Claus is coming to town." Uh, The the album version also features another voice. Oh, does it? Who that is? Yes, no. the, uh, the version of Santa Claus is coming to town. I say that as if I knew that my whole life. No, I just looked it up. Um, also features Samuel Larson. Uh, so that's how they got him on the Christmas album. So uh, Joe Hart, we have not met on on the oh, show just shit. yet. But of course, our Glee Project winner, he is actually a third on that track on the album. Uh, I haven't mentioned this yet. I was going to kind of say it at the end, but might as well say it now. Everybody from the Glee Project uh, from the top four ends up on this album. Lindsay Pierce and Alex Newell get their own song. Uh, which Which one is that? That is Do You Hear What I Hear. That's uh, Alex and Oh, Lindy. yeah, I
0: did know that. I didn't know that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Damien gets Blue Christmas, of course, in the character of Rory. And Samuel Larson hops on Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town with Corey and Mark.
0: So he doesn't even get his own song and he actually won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> kind of <fucked. laughs>
1: Yeah. And there's a, there's a couple other uh, songs from the album that don't make it onto the episode. Uh, Santana or Naya Rivera singing Santa Baby. Matthew Morrison and Jayma Mays, Will and Emma singing Christmas Eve with you. And I think that's it. Everything else is on the episode itself. Oh,
0: yeah, I have seen the Santa baby deleted scene. They really should have kept that in there because Matt showed me a deleted scene before we started recording today. And it was um, a little claim scene where he gives him a little homemade makeshift bow tie promise ring type deal thing. But I feel like the Santa baby Santana thing is much stronger than that. I would have loved it. That was in this episode. And it actually kind of pushes the little plot that they had forward because it shows us Finn actually struggling with buying a gift. But yeah, whatever. (laughs) Little little thing here. Little nugget here is when they start applauding the two of them. Rachel is like clapping in front of Mercedes and Mercedes is going to push Rachel's hands out of the way, which I thought was like, yes, give me more of that. Like, that's what I want. But right, we're gonna go right on into the next number. It's Britney and Santana and the Cheerios next. Britney takes a solo here, and it is what is the name of the song? Christmas rapping? Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Which I enjoy this number a lot. Oh, and Tina's also here. She is also performing with the, uh, and Mai Chang. <laughs> They're all here. They all get shoehorned in at the last minute.
1: Yeah, we gotta we gotta get everybody out there on stage, and it's uh, it's good. You know what I took away from this? Why is Tina never a Cheerio? It's not her gig. Why not? She loves dancing. She dances all the time with Mike and the Cheerios are literally a group of girls that dance Uh, I mean it's cheer cheer is not the exact same as dance but then by the time you get to the treble tones and all of the cheerios are on the uh, treble treble tones with them so like Tina should have had a little bit of a story as a cheerleader at one point or another like even if you weren't going to give her you know her own individual storylines in season one two or three I get that she was the goth thing but like you could have had her branch out and say I want to try something new I want to try being on the cheerios and she goes there I don't know somehow some way when Kurt and Mercedes were there she should have joined I don't know it should have happened at one point. Or another because she fits right in with them all dancing
0: I mean I, I don't disagree Jenna Ushkowitz is also a trained dancer She knows how to move but I guess They just didn't see it for her character I mean they did make her goth like you said So I guess it would have been like a hard left if all of a sudden They made her a cheerio and they're gonna Make so many of the other kids cheerios I feel Like like I don't need everybody To have a cheerios arc you know what I mean But yeah. I, I see What you mean so I, I love the little Choreography here I love the uh, the Ribbon the ribbon play here. I love that Mike Chang is in the background, dancing his ass off. And Britney, of course, sounds fun and poppy and fresh and bubbly. I love Britney when she sings. But yeah, right at the end of that number, we're going to go right on into the next part of the show. This show is kind of just moving along here. Issue the Clown is going to come out. Uh we's going to come out. He's supposed to be reading Frosty the Snowman, but I think he breaks I think he breaks script here because Mm-hmm. Rachel is like, wait, aren't you supposed to read us Frosty? We really, really, really want to hear Frosty.
1: Yeah, but let's not forget, I mean, Artie is the one who said that he wasn't going to have Frosty because he was going to have a different kind of story that where Frosty doesn't, you know, end up melting at the end of it. So I guess instead he sent Rory on stage with this uh, biblical uh, nativity scene.
0: It was a nice little story. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: great story. Glad, glad we got that in there, Artie. I, I mean, it just doesn't... I don't know. I I mean, it could mean something to people and maybe we're just sitting here like, what is happening?
0: See, I always interpreted that that was not supposed to be what was read because I know that he says that Frosty doesn't die in his version. But I thought that that just meant that he was just going to have Frosty in it, but he wasn't going to die. And I always took this scene to mean that uh, Rory, who actually does feel bad about not accompanying Sam uh, to the Salvation Army thing, decides to go rogue and actually put a little bit more substance into this christmas special as, as opposed to just having it be just you know all you know about commercialism and gifts and happiness and all that shit
1: yeah that's possible too and uh, maybe we aren't just supposed to be smart enough to interpret it that way but like i don't know would have loved a little bit of clarity considering we had that moment from Artie saying that he was going to write something for frosty and then you know we get this so it feels like it's rory's thing but also we were told it's Artie's thing so i don't know which i'm supposed to believe
0: yeah it's it's strange. Well, whatever. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, yeah, that's 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 it for the uh, for the Christmas special. It's, like, just a, a very long, probably, like, 15 minutes of the episode, if not more, of just yeah. this black and white scene with all the characters coming in, singing songs, doing their thing. And it's, like, this part of the episode, like, it is cute and it is fun. You know, we, we've said different things that we would have done to improve it. It's just kind of, like, this would have been maybe a fun thing to, like, put on – a YouTube page and say, look at this fun little number that the Glee kids did yeah. uh, rather than making this the episode. I don't, I don't know. Maybe like, I, I don't know. I, I want people to te- uh, tell us actually, like while you guys are listening, do you like this Glee special? Or do you like the first one better uh, where Brittany believes in Santa Claus and, you know, Sue the, Sue the Grinch and all that stuff. Or do you like this one? Tell us
0: yeah well let us know because i i don't know if my opinion is controversial i don't know if people will agree with me because i i know that there are a lot of people that really are high on this one and i i was one of them but i'm getting a lot of different um opinions during this particular rewatch now that i'm actually analyzing the show a bit more because we're podcasting about it and now i sort of disbelieve that this one is a little it might be the worst it might be for me at least well we'll see verdict's mm-hmm. still out we haven't watched the other two i know for a fact that i love Pacific five. So. That one's up there for me. No questions asked. But this one, yeah. It's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Over at the homeless shelter, we're going to see Sam and Quinn uh, serving out some food. Quinn is going to, or Sam's going to mention that he's been hearing that Quinn has had a bit of a rough year so far. And Sam is like, yeah, or Quinn is like, yeah, I just feel like I have been focusing on all of the things that I don't have instead of all the things that I do and all the things that I will have in the future. And uh sam's gonna say i'm I'm glad that you turned everything around sue's gonna come and be like come on guys like you, you gotta put some more work into this like give them some more food um and she's like you guys probably aren't used to being on this side of the serving line which i'm like what <laughs> you just can't do nothing nice Sue. like you just gotta ruin everything with a rude comment quinn worries about them not having enough food but then who should turn up with food and cheer but it's crazy
1: directions. nobody would ever expect but the glee kids are here. Yay! Yay! And Will and Emma as well. Mom and dad are here too.
0: Yep, they bring presents, they bring a Christmas tree. So they are here to to be to to be cheerful and to you know have a good time with these kids.
1: Yeah, they brought a turkey, they brought a tree, like this giant purple tree they're lugging around and uh, Artie tells them that they had a song, they have a song prepared as well. They couldn't sing it on the special because like the station negotiated some kind of last minute deal where they got cut off from finishing their special. So they are going to close out this, uh, you know, the, the performances of this episode, which again, there were many uh, with a performance of Do They Know It's Christmas and they're all having a great time singing, dancing with the kids and, uh, you know, everybody seems to be filled with merry cheer and happy happy joy joy (laughs) listening
0: (laughs) to you try and sell a christmas scene is comedy (laughs) and rory is reading
1: books to the kids and uh rory rory uh, i'm a big rory guy
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so the ugly kids have seemingly known what figured out what the true meaning of christmas is not about the materialism it's about You know, giving back and being thankful for what you got and everything. And Rachel seems to have learned this as well because the next day at school, she's going to show him that she actually named the African sow pig. Her name is Barbara. She gave her a little sash and a little ribbon on the top of her head and has a picture of her just posted up in her locker. So she's really, really happy. And she's sorry about being a little bit of a diva before. But she knows that Christmas is really just about, you know, being, you know, being thankful for what you have. But Finn's going to be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you like the pig. She corrects him and says it's, it's Barbara. Um, but he said, you know, I really w- didn't want you to have like have nothing to show for this holiday season because eventually they are going to eat that pig. So <laughs> he hands her another gift and it turns out to be a star deed, which I think is just so fucking cute. Rachel thinks that he named a star after her, but he actually named it after himself because there's already a star down on earth and her name is Rachel Berry and she shines brighter than anything in the sky. And he just wanted her to be able to look up no matter where she is and know that he was looking down on her and to feel comforted. And Rachel just loves this. Do you like this idea for a gift?
1: I like it, but it's hard to not take this scene and mix in real life with it. Like the, yeah. the aspect of this where I like think real life that. blends in and, you know, uh, this uh, listen—it's not a spoiler that, that uh, Corey passes away. We've talked about it many times. I was get cautious though <laughs> We're about to talk about other things, but yeah, obviously we know that Corey Monteith. Uh, passes away and uh, does not make it through the full series, but not, not that that has anything to do with this, but just this presentation of, you know, this real life couple that was together outside of the show, Corey and Leah. And, you know, we have Finn presenting Rachel, this star where he named it after himself, not after her. And, you know, he's saying to her, this is like a touching moment where he's saying, you know, I got it because you're already a star and I want you to be able to look up at the sky and anytime you need me, anytime you need to think of me, I will always be there. That star is named finn hudson so i'm always with you and like yeah man when you just when you put that into context of like everything outside of the show and it's it's crazy how the way that that got written just so perfectly with you know with the real life stuff so it's uh it kind of gives you chills a little bit when you watch it back with that in mind
0: yeah yeah it is it's it's so strange when tv shows are Like able to predict the future well not that this was a prediction of his death or anything but it's just strange how sometimes you know television it just takes on a whole new meaning yeah and it just evolves with time yeah
1: so i mean it's you know glee has many of many scenes like that where uh (laughs) where real life kind of gets pulled right out from uh from what's going on here but Yeah. So this this does feel like one of them. But I mean, hey, this isn't the only gift he uh, he's got her. He actually has uh, another surprise so we can stop crying about the other one.
0: Yes. She loves this. She loves this entire concept. And he ends up actually saying, well, you know, I got one last thing. And then he ends up pulling out the earrings that she asked for. And at this point, now that Rachel is newly reformed and everything, she's like, this is too much. I, I, I can't take this. And he's like, no, it's it's fine. Like I I sold my Letterman jacket, which I was like, damn, Finn, like really, like yeah. you, sh- like that's that's like memorabilia. That's like a piece of you. Like you are you're the quarterback. Come on, and like why would like somebody really bought that? That's crazy. Maybe it was like somebody that used to go to McKinley that really really wanted one. I don't know. But um, Kurovsky. Yeah, Kurovsky. But Rachel was like, you know what? Like I feel like we really should give back because this is too much all for one girl. Like I I got. role in the Christmas special. I got a guy. I got these earrings. Like, I really feel like we should we should do something else and, you know, not be so self-centered. And so they're going to walk off and we're going to then see Rory and Sam standing out um, somewhere. And I guess in like a downtown area of Lima, I don't know, (laughs) standing next to a uh, Salvation Army collection bucket, ringing a bell, Rory thinks that – Rory's a little bit homesick because the bells sort of, like, remind him of his dad, I think. Something about, like, his dad wearing a
1: – Yeah, he's, Rory says that Christmas bells remind him of back home because I think it's his brother. They lose his brother a lot, so he uh, wears a bell around his neck. So whenever they oh. need to find him, you know, whenever his dad needs to, to find his brother, the bell just starts ringing. And that's where they, that's how they know where he is, so he gotcha. feels home.
0: Gotcha. Finn and Rachel are going to show up and they're like wait what do you guys do, what do you guys do, what do you what do you guys doing here and they're like oh well you know we decided that we were going to turn in the gifts that we both got each other and put our money towards a better cause this year and just do something really really special for christmas um and so they go ahead and drop some money in the collection bucket and sam says you know there's you, you can join us if you want there's more bells and so they actually decided to join them and you know a bunch of people actually start coming up to the collection bucket now that there are four bells instead of two <laughs> it's like damn we'll fucking put some money in the bucket if you stop ringing those bells shit
1: yeah so i mean rachel drops a pretty penny here inside the bucket after they yeah, look at uh, like obviously... a lake. nice
0: little thick wad of cash
1: she had a stack there and they were they were like where did you get that from like that's a, it was a lot so uh you know good good on her for doing something good
0: earring money and the ipod money she bought him an ipod for christmas i don't know what ipod but mm, no ipod really comes cheap so <laughs> ipod <laughs> uh you know, right? I, remember once those again
1: not yeah i'm not about to sit here and praise rachel for uh you know five percent of the episode being not terrible uh when the rest of it she was just no obnoxious. Fuck that. so so uh rachel Berry, you can shut it so bye happy annika merry christmas to you enjoy it with your perfect boyfriend and uh pig
0: <laughs> and that's where this episode concludes. Uh yeah, very very plot heavy. Most of the episode was taken up by the Christmas special and didn't really leave us with a lot of story to chew on. But, you know, it's a fun episode nonetheless. And if you guys are listening to us during the holidays cuz I'm I'm pretty sure that there's somebody that's going to listen to this during the holidays. I can just feel it in my bones. I just And I apologize
1: to... if you are. <laughs> Because this has got to be bringing down your holiday spirit. I'm so sorry for that. That's not my
0: intention. It was, it was, it was, I think we, I think, I think they'll be okay. Not everybody likes Christmas the way that I do. And you are representing the people that don't.
1: Okay. Just, yeah, just keep in mind, it is June. It is 82 degrees. It is very hot, at least in my room, probably in Amman's as well. We can't record with air conditioning or windows open. Otherwise, you guys would hear a lot of background noise. And uh, yeah, it is not feeling like Christmas spirit right now. So maybe, uh, well, we hope that you are having a lovely Christmas season if you are listening to this around the holiday times. And uh, yeah, tweet at us regardless and let us know how great your holidays are, despite our best efforts to bring you down
0: <laughs> well let's get on into these favorite songs Uh alright so we got all I want for Christmas is you sang by Mercedes and the New Directions Blue Christmas by Rory River, Rachel Extraordinary Merry Christmas Blaine and Barry Let It Snow, Blaine and Kurt My Favorite Things Blaine, Kurt, Mercedes and Rachel Santa Claus is Coming to Town Finn and Puck, Christmas Wrapping, Britney, and Do They Know It's Christmas by The New Directions. I can go first. I know mine is Christmas Wrapping. I mean, <laughs> it's a Britney solo. Come on. Like, and I know everybody's to be like, how the fuck did you choose Christmas Wrapping over All I Want for Christmas is You? And Amber Riley, she kills it. Okay. She kills it. She kills it. I wouldn't say it's replacement level because nothing can replace Mariah Carey and it's just Mariah Carey. And it's like the most overplayed song during the Christmas season. And I'm all for overplaying it. okay? but in terms of like the Glee pantheon, Mercedes is going to have a fair shot of a bunch more times for me to, you know, award her the best song of the episode. But Britney will not. So therefore, I got to give it to Britney because I really like it. And it's
1: a really fun number. It's fun. I'm with you. It's uh also my favorite song. I uh I, I was debating between that one or my favorite things. I wasn't even really considering uh All I Want for You. All I Want for Christmas is You because it just is so short at the beginning <laughs> All of the I episode. Want for it's you like a little intro. <laughs> like Yeah, I feel like the uh the full version on the album is probably great, but just in terms of what we got on the show I I like to you know account for the visual and the audio so uh the 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 total package for me was Christmas wrapping with Britney and Tina and all the Cheerios and Santana's out there and uh that's that's a fun number to me so I'm going to give it to them and award nothing to Rachel Berry
0: all righty slushy ratings so I love Christmas so therefore I'm going to and I know this is kind of jumping the gun here because we haven't covered the other two epi- other two Christmas specials, but in my mind I think the only way to properly judge these is to compare them with the others. And therefore, in comparison with the others, I am going to give this two Slushies, because for all the reasons that we listed before, it's just it's a very weirdly paced episode. We do not need the full song of all I think we get the we get we get the full song like three times in this episode and we just we just don't need it. And I really, really, really would have loved to see more of the production side of the Christmas special. And I also don't like the fact that they were that the entire Glee Club, with the exception of Quinn and Sam, were pretty much fine with saying, screw those homeless kids. And they justified it by saying, oh, well, you know, we don't want to do this for Sue because Sue, like what, when has Sue ever done anything for us? So it's like, really, it's not, it's not really for Sue. It's for the kids. And they all were just like, screw that. And the only reason they came was because the end of the Christmas special got cut off. Like, I don't know. It just really made me see them in a poor light during the holiday season. So I love the episode always and forever because it's a Christmas special. But if I have to be like objective, then it's got to get two slushies.
1: Fair. Yeah. I, uh, I, wow. Um, I am I think I'm giving out a slushy rating that I haven't given out in a while. I think I got to go with 3 slushies to this one. I know that sounds pretty drastic. We don't usually go that high very often, and I don't know if that's gonna, you know, sound like I hate this or anything. Uh, you know, the re- reminder there's still a four and a five which we could get to uh, realistically. Haven't really gotten there. We we gave I gave out one four uh, since we've started this podcast. We've never gotten to a five, and you know, remains to be seen if we ever will. I think as fans of this show, I doubt that we will get to a five, but we'll see. Uh, the three just really tells me and tells you guys that I just. Wasn't really, you know, enjoying a whole lot from this episode. I, <laughs> on top of it being a Christmas episode that are usually my least favorite, like this one having really not much plot to be advanced here. Rachel and Finn, you know, being the main storyline that just kind of does absolutely nothing for me besides make me annoyed. Um, and then, you know, it's just I don't, I, I don't love Christmas music as much as Aman or many people do. So, yeah, I'll stop again being super negative and just tell you that it's a three.
0: <laughs> let me stop being negative. negative three slushies bitch
1: <laughs> guilty <laughs>
0: I mean it, it's fair it's fair like I, I don't think this is a particularly strong episode and I don't think it's a particularly strong Christmas special either so fair
1: yeah I mean you love Christmas and you gave it two slushies uh, I don't love Christmas as much and I gave it three slushies I feel like that makes sense
0: yeah I will I I, I concede alright
1: gold star I got mine I I feel pretty good about mine I am going to give it to I was between two people I was between uh the two the the bromance the new bromance on the block uh Rory and Sam and it really is very close to me uh Rory Rory's going to end up getting my gold star here. He just made me smile like every time he was on screen. And I don't remember being this big of a, a fan of his, but. I don't know. It's just watching him in this episode, like Blue Christmas, you know, it's again, not the, not my favorite cover, but he does a good job with these slow songs, his acting as this foreign exchange student who really is just looking for a friend. And then he gets a friend in Sam and then he comes around at the end of this episode and, you know, turns into a plot twist of him, you know, not doing frosty. He does uh, a different plan and everybody seems to be okay with it. And uh, watching him at the final song with the, with all the kids at that Christmas schedule, together with the you know feeding the homeless people he's like truly just living his best life like enjoying spending time doing something that i guess he's never really done before and then at the end with him and sam again so it's tied for the two of them and i definitely have more time to give out gold stars to sam so i'm gonna give it to rory
0: okay fair i thought about rory too like the the standard for gold stars in this particular episode is a bit different because it's not your typical episode. So I thought about Britney because I loved her number so much. I thought about giving it to Artie because at the end of the day, he did a pretty solid job of putting on a Christmas special, you know, by not really having any experience other than that musical. I did think about Blaine as well. Hmm. You know what? Let's just give it double Rory. I'll give it to Rory as well. yeah i i, I honestly thought for, that like sam and faith. quinn
1: would be high up there because they were like the ones who did the right thing by you know going to the homeless shelter i thought sue might be in contention see because her
0: enough for me to well really sue compare. sue
1: definitely i thought that she would be more in the conversation with uh you know being nice for once and uh getting shit all over like she she's nice in an episode and we're not giving her a star uh,
0: that's true but we also don't see her enough I mean, we don't really see that much. We you know we we see more. We just yeah, we just see more of Roy this episode. And yeah, like Sue did it. She did a kind gesture, and she's really thinking about her sister. She's feeling a little bit down, and I I like the fact that she tried to put that sorrow into like a really good cause. So it's she's up there, but I think I'm just gonna go ahead and give it to Roy. I mean, he had a solid song. It was a sl- slow, sad-ass song, but it was a solid performance. And I'm ter- I'm interpreting what he did on the set as going rogue and putting that little bit of a. Gospel in the Christmas special, um so I kind of give him points for that as well. So I'm going to give it to Rory as well.
1: Yes, and we're we're getting a little close to maybe the end of Rory's time. I think I actually I have no idea, but I know.
0: I mean, he is. I don't for remember the rest exactly of the season. He doesn't have a lot he? of. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a lot of lines. I don't think he has any more like pl- big plot points anymore. I think we kind of switched it on over to Joe. But um yeah, he's he's here for the remainder of the season.
1: So he does get more than seven episodes.
0: Yep, they just kept him on for the rest. Yep.
1: Okay, then uh, I take that back. I thought that like I was like counting. Well, not not counting exactly, but like it's like it's definitely been close to seven episodes. And if uh, if he only stuck around for that many, then I don't remember exactly when he leaves. But all right, so he's around for a little bit longer. But I still uh, you know stand by my star. So that's that's it. Can we stop talking about this episode now? I'm over it.
0: <laughs> the next time Rory comes back is actually the next. Christmas special in season four, interestingly enough. But, uh, yeah, all right. So thank you guys once again for joining us for another episode of The Choir Room. Uh, You can follow us at Choir Room Pod on Twitter. You can follow us individually. I'm at on Adwin. Matt is at Matt Logori. Make sure that you're leaving us star ratings and reviews. We will read your reviews online if you leave them. We will read them. And, yeah, I believe that is it. If you are listening to this during the holidays, happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Ramadan. Happy New Year's. Happy whatever other holidays happen during the time of year. <laughs> I have a review. Oh, you do? Cool. Oh, my God. It's our own little Christmas miracle.
1: <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. I just checked uh, right as you started talking about reviews. I was like, let me see, because I think this is going to be the last indie set that we release. And if there's any reviews, let's get them in there. And we do. We do. We have one from Taylor TLJ, who left us a five-star glowing review Aman, Matt, and Glee—what's not to like? A must listen, even if we weren't all in quarantine.
0: Aw, that's really sweet. Thank you, Taylor. We appreciate it. Thank you for making yes, this Christmas you. special. Special.
1: <laughs> yes, I finally got to smile here in this episode uh, podcast <laughs> recording. <Damn. so. laughs> uh,
0: all oh, right, well, let's get on episode. off this fucking mic before he decides to Christmas, trash the cry. <laughs> Alright, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will see you at Christmas.